Welcome back to the Modern Witch Podcast, today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and joining us from Salem, Massachusetts, is our lovely co-host, Rowan Pendragon. And how are you doing today, Rowan? Fabulous. Fabulous. This is this is take two. Take two. Take two, <laughs> because the first time I was using the wrong microphone. <laughs> it happens. You know, you, you get yourself all ready to, to do something and then you realize you grab the wrong something. Mm. We've all been there. We've all been there. Some of us find that out later in life. Some of us, you know, come to the grips with our sexualities much earlier. Um, <laughs> but wow. anyway, so. Anyway. Yeah, you know, this is what you get. This is what you get. So, um, uh, wow. It's been that kind, it's of, been day. That kind of day already. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't about, I mean, and, and we're not being, you know saying that it's been that kind of day in the I hit every red light on the way into work kind of day. It's just been a kind of loosey-goosey kind of day. It's been an interesting kind of day. Nothing that was supposed to happen has happened in the order that it was supposed to happen, which is interesting. But that's how that works. So there you go. go. Um, So we've had a very interesting last couple of weeks. Yes. Well, (laughs) when do we not? Well, I I guess. Well... (laughs) Yeah. Um, productive. Interesting, productive. but but definitely interesting nonetheless. And we have a new website that is now available um, for all of our Modern Witch folks out there, um, which, of course, is just modernwitchonline.com. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. about it. So not modernwitch.com, modernwitchonline.com. Um, and Rowan, tell them what they'll get by jumping on over to modernwitchonline.com. Well, you're finally going to find all of our stuff in one place. How about that? That's that's, that's a big exciting. bonus. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's a big deal. So now, when you go to modernwitchonline.com, you'll be able to find uh, past episodes of the show. Uh, you'll find our new blog section, which is, you know, of course, a little empty right now, but it's going to be filling up between um, us popping in there and some guest bloggers that we have that are going to be on board with us. So there's that. Um, you're also going to find a shop section and the shop section right now is a little sparse as well because you've just got, um, you got access there to purchase the first issue of Modern Witch Magazine, either in digital or, uh, hard paperback copy, however you want to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, non-digital. Non-digital. So there's that, but eventually that will be, um, a little bit more fleshed out with some other stuff, um, and we have uh, 
just some little fun bits and pieces there. But basically, the whole point of this new website is to be able to find everything that we are doing with Modern Witch in one place. Mm-hmm. So that you don't have to go to five different websites just to try and find one silly little thing. Because right. unfortunately, we were so spread out all over the place before that it wasn't all you know easy to find. So now it's all right there. You mm-hmm. get the feed for even the feeds for our individual blogs are now going to come through there as well. So you can find those there, too. So it just makes things a lot easier. So um, we've also got a forum section that is mm-hmm. um, not quite ready yet, but it will be very soon. We just have a few things to work out with that. So we'll have that, too. So it'll be a place for you to come and um, ask questions, give us suggestions for the show if you have a suggestion, a guest you'd like to see on the show, if you've got, you know, just chit-chat you want to share, you can come over there, too. And uh, And really, that's, you know... It right now, I'm sure it's going to just, you know, expand because we can never just do something and leave it alone. <laughs> right. But, you know? but you're not even talking about what I think is the coolest stuff. Oh, which um, would be? That's on the... Okay. So we've got WitchTube, which we oh, were yes. excited and happy about that. I know. <laughs> and um, even though we've... <laughs> this uh, was well-covered territory yesterday. This was well-covered territory <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. A couple people had, had, had a few things to say. Yeah. All right. Um, so let, let me just say what I have to say. Okay. Listen, people... Rowan doesn't do video, okay? Yeah. I, and it's for no reason other than I honestly, and I had a discussion with my husband about it too, because I'm like, is it me? Like, <laughs> I really do think it is partly, I know part of it is just I just don't care about putting myself on video. You know, I mean, you get to hear me. You see, I, I'm a writer, not a videographer, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I honestly think in part, that it is a generational thing. You know, I think I so too. I, yeah. You know, most of you guys who are way younger than me, because as everybody knows, I am old. <laughs> oh, you are not old. <laughs> and, and I did not grow up in like in a place where, you know, in a time when video cameras were easily accessible. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have my own computer until I was out of college. I mean, I was 20 by the time I had my first, my own computer. And that mm-hmm. did not come with a webcam. So, you know, I I didn't have, I didn't grow up. I wasn't, you know, 15 with a cell phone with a video camera on it, you know. So I just never have felt the need to videotape myself talking about what I did that day and that kind of stuff because it's just not how it's never been part of you know my my experience of life you know what I mean Mm -hmm. whereas now if you're 16 17 or even 25 you know you're probably have grown up with people making videos and putting them on YouTube or whatever. And that's just part of what you do. It's not part of what I do. So I'm I'm also yeah and I'm I'm at that that cuspy point mm-hmm. with the generational gap because yeah. we've I've of course had this conversation a million times but uh, about the whole generational thing because I tend to I date older I tend to mm-hmm. befriend older you know things like that and I think I was at that point because we I am the media whore out of the two of us and mm-hmm. I'm very aware <laughs> and um, you're like uh-huh that's for damn sure whore. Um, but part of that yeah but you're absolutely 100% correct and you know part of that is is it is a generational thing you know like I was pondering the other day how people are always bitching about how um, you know my generation is so used to think you know basically thinking everything on Facebook mm-hmm. or thinking everything on MySpace or whatever although no one's on my space anymore um but you know that that whole thing and 
it's kind of true, but it it, we come by it all very honestly. We have, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, and I'm at the, I, I'm at the point where I'm used to my information coming to me at the speed of lightning, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, on some sort of device that is that I'm surrounded by. So usually, right now, that's my iPhone. You know, I always have my iPhone on me when I don't have it. As we all know, I get really weirded out. It's mm-hmm. like I'm being naked. It's it's awkward iPhone and you'll have one soon so you'll mm-hmm. understand the glory because well, you're you're switching from an Android market yeah right? I'm switching from an Android phone to an iPhone um, within a few weeks and I, and you know I mean I feel that way about my iPad my iPad mm-hmm. if I don't have it within like you know arm's reach I get a little freaked out you which know? which we are perfectly aware folks is absurd that we're, that we feel this way about our technology right. we're very aware the, the, what we were saying was but okay. yeah so there's that that generational and thing I, and but I will say it totally this, exists right but i will say this though because i am aware that that is also it's partly you know some of my own stuff too like my not liking to do videos but um, I am planning, shut up. I am planning <laughs> to, um, to work on that though, because for my own website, it is something that I want to start doing more is doing at least like some kind of weekly video thing. So I am going to start doing it, but some of the things like, you know, it was suggested that I like take a video camera and go around Salem and like talk to people like that's not happening. I'm not going to be one of those, you know, tools that walks around annoying, like every you know, person that people know from Salem and being like, you know, can you give me five minutes of your time? Like, that's not right, going right, to happen. Right. So, but, but in all honesty, now the person who did suggest that, cause we're, I, cause I know they're going to listen to the show cause they, they are <laughs> a fan of the show <laughs> is, is super sweet. And I know. you but know, you know, it was all coming, but oh, yeah, the thing no, is, he, and I think he got it from me too, which I felt kind of bad <laughs> because, uh, Rowan and I have this thing about basically that People see a lot of the stuff that we do and we're really excited and we're very happy that people – because that's what we do it you know, for. We do it for our community. However, there's always somebody or in our case, a group of somebodies that um, ends up pointing out all of the things that have been done wrong or have been done um, – not in the way that other people would envision things. Mm-hmm. We'll just, well, that, that's a good politically correct term of being around the bush. And, um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but, but I feel bad because he's not one of those people and he just happened to mention something right. like, oh, Rowan needs more video. And he probably <laughs> said that because all the videos are of me, you know, right, well, that are it's on also there. because that's all this, you know, your stuff that you had been doing before, before we even started working on, together. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. have when, because my own website is relaunching in, a few days after this airs and um i do have mm-hmm. on my website a few videos that i did actually last year um and so those are there but i mean you know it's not anything great i had there's one where I, there's one where i kind of have like a little bitch fest about a radio show that i had left and then the other one is um me explaining it's actually answering an ask a witch question and i did it on video because it was asking about working with um, self uh, igniting incense and not understanding how to use it, like how to make it burn mm-hmm. properly. So I had actually done a video uh, response to that, so you could actually see like how to make a cone thing to, you know, right. make it work. <laughs> I don't know how to describe right. it, but but I mean, like that's it. That's and why she wouldn't put this on the website, people? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't, I don't know. know. And it's, I don't. It's not like I it's not do, witchcraft, right? Well, and it's I don't do YouTube. I find the YouTube community to be a bunch of tools, so I don't use well, YouTube. I yeah. I have all my stuff on Vimeo, so you know. Well, 
We'll, we'll work it out. But we'll work it we'll, out. We'll, get, we'll get videos up yeah. for, for you. But so we well. do. We have videos, but, too. Yeah, the so website. there's videos on the website, and that's really fun because unlike Rowan, I don't actually do the sitting down writing thing very well. Um, and I can, and I like to write, and that's that's part of the whole overall experience. But I, I, I get very... I don't know, kind of claustrophobic when I feel like I'm forced to write something, if that makes any sense. Like every time like something weird went down last year where I had to like write a, a PR statement or I had to, um, you know, anything like that, you know, or write a response to somebody who had said something or whatever. I always felt like I was, I had to say something mm-hmm. and because people, you know, cause I was getting emails and people are calling and, you know, da, da, da. and I just had this conversation with a friend of mine, um, that, my old friends, people who I've had around for a long time, aren't really, like, talking to me. I think you're probably the only friend friend that I consistently talk to. I think you and my roommate, my obviously my, my partners, and, you know, but I, I really only talk to you guys because I'm around you. Like, I have to talk to you. You know what I mean? And it's not that I don't enjoy talking to you. It's just that with the work and other things like that. So I don't really talk to people because I hate my phone. Like, I hate talking on the phone. I loathe it um, because I do this every week and this is about as much record, you know, being on a device and speaking as I really want to be doing for the most part. Um, so when I have to sit down and I have to write or type or any of those kinds of things, it just feels like, ugh, I'm, I'm stuck in this. I have to respond to something kind of mm-hmm. place. So I tend to feel that creatively and energetically, I do much better if I'm able to grab some other form of communication or whatever and just kind of use that as the media. So there, there tends, and then for a while there, I was really trying to do a lot of modern witch videos too. Right. Um, so we've got interviews, Kellyanna and SJ Tucker. If I go to a festival, I'd cover it, you know, that kind of right. stuff was going on. Well, you know, it's funny that you mentioned the whole feeling kind of claustrophobic, you know, when you have to actually sit down and write something, because this again, and it's not so much you because you're, because you are on that generational cusp, but it is partially, I find a weird generational thing. And I brought this up last night too, because I think a lot, and I'm so not at all like trying no harsh on, you know, the, anyone who's, you know, in their like late teens or early twenties and totally not trying to like, you know, tear you apart or anything by any means. But it's funny because like, you don't really that's, know her. I, you don't know what she's really <laughs> trying to do right now. Okay. So listen, because it's, you know, these are the people who are very like, you know, okay, so I've had a shit day and I want to talk about it. I'm going to go and I'm going to do a video and put it on YouTube. Like that. Oh, well, you know, okay, I mean, wait, 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 you're wait, talking wait. about the chicks like from San Diego no, no, who no. like did the video. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. She, yes. she did the video. And I'm like, yeah. why would you, why did you open your mouth? Right. Well, first it, of all, and why would you hit record when okay, you did well, it? Okay. Well, all right. So we'll worry. So but scrap anyway, that yeah. idea. Well, even if it was like, you know, I want to talk about, you know, like something that's going on in the Peyton community. We'll, we'll, we'll even take it to that level. Okay. So instead of mm. sitting down and writing it in that sort of generational area, I, and I'm, again, this is just for my observation. It is much more likely that the person's going to do a video than write a blog or write something like write something. Oh, that's true. And so then this is what drives me crazy because honestly, I talk to a lot of these people, the younger people, younger than myself mm-hmm. who write to me with questions and stuff And when I read what you write, it's no one. Just send me it in a video because I I don't have like the filter. Oh no, I hear you. Yeah, I don't have the filter to understand what's because it's like because you don't write. You everything's Mm -hmm. done on video. You don't you don't perfect the ability to write. And so then when you do try and write, it's gobbledygook. I don't know what I just read. You know. Yeah. 
No, that's absolutely true. It's, it's also absolutely it's true. also an indictment of the American educational system, but that's a whole other story and a that's whole other story. That's a whole other story. No. But <laughs> you're absolutely you're one hundred percent correct with that though. And that's something that's a big pet peeve of mine. And I'm like we have a language for a reason, folks, and writing it is just as important as being able to speak it because that's how you perfect the art of, you know, and that's how it, it, it works both ways. Mm. You know, no, I, I, I totally know exactly what you're – I've seen these things, you know, <laughs> and you, you just kind of end up banging your head against the, the wall. I, I, I have noticed that people tend to respond when I do video more so than when I write things. Um, so I, I tend to do that. I think people like to be able to just hit a button and be in kind of that zone, which is, which is part of the reason why we do the podcast, right. you know, well, so they can just know, kind of listen to us in the background almost. Although. Lot. What? Well, <laughs> speaking of, and so let me, let me, let me just say, so for the person we were, we were referencing earlier, we love you. You yeah, are great. We're, we're... You're awesome. We are not bitching about you. <laughs> not at all. Um, not you at all. just, you came in at a very interesting time and almost mid discussion actually when, when those comments were, but you're a great guy. We love you. Um, but one of the things, cause we jump everywhere, but mm. so one of the things that I've been paying attention to, I think I've been more sensitive to lately. And of course you have to chime in on this. But it's been – I've been extra aware of how people view us. And this isn't in a I'm freaked out that people are saying shit kind of way because it's not that. I'm just being very conscious of how I am perceived in public and how, you know, in people who listen to the show and people who follow the stuff that we do, how, you know, you, you're perceived – and then I've been kind of gauging that off of like my own personal understanding of, you know, who I am and what I do and who you are and what you do. And I think it's kind of funny because I realized, you know, especially with last year and all like the the U.S. American Council of Witches, the Budapest stuff that was going on, um, because that ate up most of our year, Rowan. Mm, yeah. I mean, well, that was yeah. hella crazy. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with all that, I, I realized that, you know, I'd have to write these responses to people. Um, or I'd feel like I the, the, that something needed to be kind of adjusted in, in the way something was being said or whatever. So I, I'd hop on, I'd write a blog post or, you know, I'd write a rebuttal to something. And it was all this time spent very carefully just kind you know, making sure that what I said wasn't harmful or, you know, at the very least it was empowering. And, you know, that's what we do for a living, you know, as readers and as people who are, you know, spiritual consultations, you know, we, we're always doing this for people anyway. So when I put something out, I, you know, hey, I want people to, to enjoy reading it so that they actually do read it. You know, that's an important thing. And hence referencing back to the educational system issues in America. Um, but I think, you know, my teachers always bitched about that, you know, always bitched about that. You know, if I, if I don't enjoy reading your work, why would I read your work? Well, that's a good point. You know, so anyway, but you know, all this kind of stuff was going on. So I've been paying attention. And, um, you know, some people think that I am this super, super, super sweet gay boy. <laughs> oh, little do they know. Oh, little do they know. <laughs> no, they, do. they just think, oh, like somebody said something on, on uh, of course, on Facebook. And it was referenced, that's not the sweet Devin I know. And I'm like, have I met you? I know, really. <laughs> do you like, that was my, do you have know? Have you met me? Devin Hunter? <laughs> now, this isn't to say that I'm like an evil, like mean girl, because. 
Oh, but you I can, can be. be. <laughs> I, I'm, I am no, a Sagittarian. I am a Sagittarian. I have. I happen to be have a Pisces moon and have Cancer rising, but I am a Sagittarian. You know, so let's let's always move forward with that understanding. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, your hair is full of secrets. <laughs> my hair is full of secrets. You have no idea. Um, oh, I'll have to tell you that story. That brings up another interesting story. Anyway, but speaking of Beltane, but no, but so there's you know, but I've been paying attention to how people you know kind of perceive us and either. Somebody like people think either I'm an evil, evil man that is trying to steal the goddess or they think that I'm a super, super sweet guy that was just, you know, hurt along the way and found his you know way onto the path. And some people kind of perceive me as as a as a teacher of sorts and some perceive me as, you know, as a, a an ignorant kid. And, and it's just been an interesting thing to kind of sit back and watch people's responses, for instance. Um, a, a fan of the show had posted on there, and I'm not gonna because he's probably gonna be horrified when I when I say this on on air. But um, he's a super sweetie. But he had posted that he was listening to the show and cleaning his house, and um, somebody had commented on and said, "Well, you know, well who's on right now?" And and every time I tune in, it just seems like a pointless nonsense or something to that one, <laughs> something to that effect. And I just thought, and I laughed hideously i mean i just roared laughing when i read that outline because i got from the point which is a good thing and we we've all talked about this and you know everyone has this conversation with their friends at some point but where i you know i kind of reached that point where i just don't care anymore mm-hmm. i think you have to get to the point where you don't yeah. care anymore because if you spend all of your time worrying about what every single individual person is gonna say because i i dealt with it for a while when i first started doing um, my blog I do now when it started to get followers and readers and it was getting, you know, like shared on Facebook and, you know, retweeted and things. I was getting some people that were not that I, you know, people I didn't know because at first it was mm-hmm. just like people I knew who were reading it and commenting, but then I was getting people I didn't know reading and commenting on my stuff. And some of it was really bitchy and some mm-hmm. of it would just like really piss me off and for me being the Aries that I am it doesn't take much like when you criticize in a negative way Amen. criticize something that I do or say especially hello it's called one witch's way right. my way bitch my this is how I do stuff I'm not here to you know it's just that's the yeah. way it is you yes. know so yes. so it oh, would drive me crazy yes. and I would find myself <laughs> honestly get like I had to walk away I cannot talk to you right now and you have to get to the point where you just don't care you know everyone's gonna right. have an opinion everyone thinks that they're you know that they know more than you that they're better than you whatever the problem is and you can't spend all your time worrying about those people because they are the people that bitch and moan and complain about everything Mm -hmm. those are the people they're not happy they you Mm -hmm. know they're not happy people and you have to get to the point where you focus on yourself first because it's your work you focus on you and then you focus on the people that are actually benefiting from what you do right you you know and then you just let the other stuff you take the criticism if it's constructive Mm -hmm. and you can take something from it take it and then you just move on you can't dwell because if you dwell right i i just worthless i think i got to the point where you know part of the whole like you know how to live authentically and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. is you know don't wait for permission to live your life don't wait for permission to do you know your your calling just do it you know and so um i've i've found myself at that place where i'm like i'm not i don't need your permission to 
you know, do my magic in this specific way. I don't right. need your any of those things. One of my, here's one of we my present favorite. these things because people want to know. You know, we get right. questions that are asked. So we, we present these things. And, of course, we're going to get criticism. And that's just part of being a human, um, you know, living in, in society and all those things. And I'm not even harping on trolls because <laughs> a troll's a troll. It's just going to happen, you know. Well, there are people who are never going to be happy, you know, but there's people who help. Little tidbits. Here's a little tidbit, a little, a little proverb, a little bit of advice that I think is fantastic that fits this. And I think everybody should just kind of go with this. Don't overanalyze it. Just <laughs> Follow don't her lead. It. Don't, have, don't, don't overanalyze. But basically it's, you know, ask for forgiveness instead of permission. If mm-hmm. you wait to ask for permission from people to allow you to do what you want to do and do what you need to do, you're going to be sitting around forever because if you know you open that door for people to hold you back, they're going to hold you back. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just the way sadly well we it's are. it's because we come from a place we come from an obedience culture right you know and so we we spend a lot of time just kind of sitting around and waiting for someone to tell us that it's our turn and and then if you're a witch, you learn real quick that 98% of, of being a witch is about not asking for permission. You know, right. you just, you got to take care of what you got to take care and of. And then when and... it comes to the, you know, the idea of, you know, instead of asking for permission, asking for forgiveness, my whole thing there is just always be careful who you even bother to ask forgiveness mm-hmm. from, you know, you don't always have to ask for forgiveness when, you know, if you didn't ask for permission, sometimes mm-hmm. you do. And you know, when you always know mm-hmm. when, Mm-hmm. But you don't always have to do that either. Absolutely. Know. But it is better to have to ask for forgiveness than permission. So Now, how would that situation work out if, let's say, you left your car on the side of the road when they were going to be street <laughs> sweeping? Oh, my God. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> we, before, we, before we get into that, I just want to say, <laughs> I want to remind, let, well, not even remind, because we are on take two, and we didn't right. even talk about this yet, but... This is actually our last show for two weeks. We're taking a break. Yes, yes. So if we seem a little silly this week, that's why. <laughs> our yeah. brains have turned to oatmeal and we are really like in need of, of vacation. So We need breaks. Yeah. I'm going to work on my book for two weeks and work on just not having to do a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> hello. I just hit puberty. That was interesting. Um, and and then uh, that's pretty much what I'm going to be doing for two mm-hmm. weeks. Although, I mean, there's going to be modern witch stuff. I'll still put playlists out and stuff like that because that's actually the fun part of the job. Um, not that this isn't fun because, of course, I have fun. It's all the editing that isn't fun. Yeah. Um, and it – yeah. But um, – and then you're going to – what are you going to do for two weeks? I was going to read a pile of books, but I don't know that that'll actually happen because whenever I say that's what I'm going to do, I never do it. So I may actually um, work because I can't oh, not work. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I have uh, some uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Your husband's going to be gone two weeks. on work stuff for two yeah, weeks. Yeah, he's going to be gone for You two don't weeks. have to do the show for two weeks. Right. And you're going to do What? work maybe i don't uh, know i don't uh, know I have, well i guess i'm working too but well, i have video games waiting for me <laughs> here's here's the best part so my living room is way too small to make my connect work properly and um at christmas like all the way back at christmas time for christmas my sister gave me the new black eyed peas dancing game mm-hmm. you know and I was mm-hmm. so excited to get that for Christmas. I was like ready to run home and play with it right away. But my connect just, just does not like my living room. So right. 
Um, I am planning to at least at some point during these next two weeks try and rearrange my living room or something so that I can play that game because I have now owned that for what a coming up months, on yeah. six months or something right. and I haven't been able to use it once. Yeah. So I would like to be able to do that. So at some point I will be just Connecting. that's that's not a that's not an image really anyone needs to think of me dancing to my house oh. in my living room, but that's what I will be doing at some point. During those, that's not something you're. I danced in my humps in my living room. I, I don't. Bet you do. Yeah. I danced in right. Gaga a lot in my living room. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga's kick-ass. That's why. I mean. Come so, did on you want to hear the street sweeper story? Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we go? <laughs> why don't we take a break? Uh, because we still we're still you know at the in the first hour of the show. But uh, why don't we take a break? And we're going to listen to some good music because that's what we do here on the Modern Witch Podcast, which, of course, you are listening to on the Pagan Radio Network. And when we come back, we're going to talk about street sweeping, which you will all laugh hysterically at. (laughs) And um, we are going to be talking about things you can do to make your magic more effective. Um, We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the features that are on the Modern Witch Online website because there is some really cool stuff, including a free ebook. So um, if you're listening to music and you're enjoying our playlist and, you know, you're just kind of jamming out on the Pagan Radio Network website, come on over to the Modern Witch website, Modern Witch Online, and uh, poke around and see what you got going on Um, because we've got all kinds of cool stuff and you never know. You might, you know, find something that totally inspires you and changes your life or you might just look at some really pretty art stuff either which way come to the website while you're uh, listening to us once again on the pagan radio network Possesses for come by me. 
Hi there, I'm Storm Fairy Wolf from the Mystic Dream, the online spiritual supply store catering to magic, witchcraft, and spirit. Check out our online store where you will find crystals, candles, ritual supplies, and herbs, or browse over our large selection of free spells and rituals. And while you're at it, why not book a psychic reading with some of the most talented mediums, clairvoyants, and tarot experts in the modern occult world? We also offer magical and conjure services like setting of lights, custom mojos, and a wide range of our very own conjure and magical products blended in-house handcrafted oils, bath salts, powders, waters, incense, dress candles, and more. Available only at The Mystic Dream. Visit us online at www.themysticdream.com or give us a call at 925-933-2342. The Mystic Dream, where ancient wisdom meets the new aeon.
back to the Modern Witch Podcast. Today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. You're listening to us here on the Pagan Radio Network. So while we were at break, Rowan and I were theorizing about doing themed shows. <laughs> and I, I'm all excited. So we're going to, we're going to, you know, do some themey things at some point, which, you know, would be fun. I want to put, I want to do another theme song. I will tell you mm-hmm. because I liked our, um, I liked our blog talk theme. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you have you had any feelings I, about I that at not, all? No, you know I forgot all about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, and we had your, your really nifty, cool recorded outro. Which oh yeah, that cool, was which is, this brilliant. Is how you <laughs> it was pretty cool though, but it, it's no longer valid because it's like old. That show was my and things yeah. There. Well, that was my uh, my old college uh, radio college radio education days coming back Absolutely. to haunt me. Uh, well, it serves us well, Rowan. It uh, serves us well. It did, I guess. Absolutely. So I went for a couple months again. anyway. One of those again. <laughs> you make make that happen again, Rowan. That's what I like. Um, and, and you got it, sir. Yeah, and I need another. We we I need to do another um, intro because I, I although I love the song. I mean, everyone knows I love that that freaking song. But at the same point, mm-hmm. it like we were in the car the other day and it came on my my iPod on the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And when it was over, I did the intro to the show, like I did the whole, <laughs> you're listening to the Modern Words Podcast, today's big in pop culture, like I totally did my radio voice and, and the whole nine yards, and then I realized it was impulse, and that's 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 kind of a problem sometimes. So yeah, so that is a problem. we have to get a new theme. We'll figure it yeah. out. Anyway. We'll figure that out. But um, so we are back, and all is, is well again. Um, so right before we took our, our little bit of a musical break there. We were talking about street sweeping. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Rowan and I have this thing that we, we kind of end up having interesting little conversations before we actually go on to record the show. And then by the time we're actually ready to discuss anything for the show, we're all serious because we've talked all the funny <laughs> stuff out. And I realized today as, she, as we were beginning to do this, um, and I was laughing hysterically at Rowan, <laughs> that... <laughs> We needed to record this. So I'm forcing her. I am forcing her. I am forcing mm-hmm. her to tell the story because it was freaking hysterical. <laughs> it was. It was. Okay. All right. So anyway, so, so set it up. Set set the scene. Okay. So set here's the, the setup. So my husband works from home. And so he is like, even right now, I can hear him on a conference call. And so he's on a call at least once or twice a day. And it's really weird when you work from home and everyone else is in an office because you you really don't want like background home sounds to you know like if if I'm doing laundry or if he's doing laundry and he knows he's going to have a conference call like we got to turn the beeper off the you know washer so it doesn't go off in the background so people don't know he's at home and someone's doing laundry so things like that you know you're very conscious of of that sort of stuff so he's on on a conference call and all of a sudden <laughs> It's like one day a couple of weeks ago, all of a sudden we hear these sirens like right outside our house. So now where I live, I live at the beach and they come in street sweep right now in the winter. It's kind of sporadic, but I imagine that when the summer gets here, it's going to be a little more often. And but they don't let you know ahead of time that they're coming. The way that you find out is by the sound of what you think is the cops coming to get you because there's just these sirens that come down the street. So they're coming down the street and they have their sirens going and then the sirens stop and someone's got a PA system on their truck. And this is what I hear. (laughs) And now this is me doing my Boston accent. 
Okay, ready? <laughs> I have it. to like lead up for it. Okay, ready? So, attention residents of Greystone Park. <laughs> Please remove your car from the side of the road. If your car is not moved, it will be tagged. And then, <laughs> then the sirens come back. And the guy drives down the street very slow. So the sirens are just blaring you know, for a good couple minutes, like as he's going down the road. And meanwhile, my husband, I hear him talking on, you know, like talking on the on Skype, telling everybody, "Oh, I'm so sorry, they're street sweeping," and and then you hear all the residents of Greystone Park. <laughs> residents of Greystone <laughs> Park, please Park. move please your move vehicles. Your car. No, not vehicle car. Oh, it's even worse. Move your move car. Move your car. <laughs> move your car to your driveway you know so it's just it, it's hysterical so for like the next two days like two or three days he and i are walking around residents of graystone park <laughs> please move your car and it was funny because there was a car parked out in front of our house that the the woman who owned it must not have been home because how you could not hear this is beyond me. Like you'd have to be deaf. Like, honestly, that's, and, and you can hear them going up and down the other, like the streets next to you. So it's not quiet. It's not like once they leave your street, they're gone. You know, you can still hear them. So, you know, the street sweepers are going to be coming in a little bit. So this, but this car never moved. So I figured she must not have been home and I would have gone over and like told her, like knocked on her door, but I don't know where her door is. Like it's a weird <laughs> house. Like it looks like a castle. It's very strange. It's magical. You need to, I mean, hello, yeah, it... you live in San <laughs> So I didn't know where, how, you know, so I was like, oh, well, you know, whatever. So they kept coming back by because this one car was still there. And so right in front of my house. So then they're like, you know, yelling our address, like, and of course I had the front door open because it was one of the, you know, weird days we had where it was like 80 degrees out. So the front door is open, which is making all of this 10 times worse. And, um, and so now they're like driving, keep going past our house. And now they're like, you know, there's a car out <laughs> on Greystone Park. You know, it's like, yeah, I know it's not my car. I eventually went and just closed the door. <laughs> it's not our car. My car is in the driveway, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. That's so, awesome. so that was the story that had Devin all like, "Oh my god, oh, ha ha!" You know, terrible. he was well. And part of that too is, is that I know so many people from your area, and <laughs> I know a lot of people from Boston. And of course, you know, if you listen to Hex Education, um, you know, you get Christian, and he he starts to slip into that. Like, oh, it's well. you know like, what you, can hear you know what I out. love. I love when Lorelai's on and she's got her Revere accent and oh, yes. I, cause I just, that one of my, you know, Boston's got some regional accents to it. And that, that sort of, you know, North shore accent. I love that accent. Cause it's just like, it, I don't know. It's just one of my favorite accents. It always has been. I love, you know, the various Boston accents, yeah. you know, but, and the, then when you get, then you get the dudes who are like, you know, the Red Sox, <laughs> drunk Red Sox right. fans. Those are my favorite because they're just all insane. And then when you start to hear drunken slurring with that accent, even better. It's just fantastic. It sounds like Scottish. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> it sounds like Scottish. No. Um, you're lucky because where I come from, the only like regional accent is redneck. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. just... It's a different thing, really, altogether yeah. again. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're in Georgia and you, you talk like that, then that's an accent. But, you know, being in Ohio, it's not an accent. You know, right. I mean, it's, there's a different <laughs> thing that's going on. Um, 
but yeah, so yeah, street sweeping. I thought it was hysterical. I was, yeah. I was laughing rather. So there you loud. go. So there you go. That's my story. Um, so, so right now on the Modern Witch Online website, which once again is modernwitchonline.com, um, you can get a free copy of my new ebook, uh, which is 10 Things You Can Do Now to Make Your Magic More Effective. And this is actually a piece that is in the current volume of Modern Witch Magazine. So if you're somebody who's been like, hmm, I wonder what kind of stuff is in there. Well, go check it out. Here's this here's this kind of free sample um, in free ebook version. So it's something you can download for free. It's, it goes straight to your computer. There's no middleman. And I don't care what you do with it. You can print it. You can – I don't care. I don't care. Just <laughs> do what thou wilt. Um, absolutely. But, you know, so so check it out. But so that we, we ended up um, in, in that particular article for the magazine. Um, which, by the way, a digital copy is now only nine ninety nine on the website as well. Um, so we we did uh, do a little bit of a price cut there. Anyway, so um, I just I have to plug. It's it's come I on, know. it's our show. We have to plug media whore. Um, well, there's it's it's our show. I have how else well, are people I know. know? I think everybody knows by now. Yeah. Do you know? Does everyone know? I think they know. Well, but that's okay. So. Nine ninety nine. Go to modernwitchonline.com dot right com right now. Modernwitchonline.com. <laughs> Attention resident. No, uh, <laughs> but but yeah. So um, it, it's a fun little piece, and I hope you do check it out. And I think I got the best praise for it yesterday on Twitter, um, which was when a somebody who's who's following me on Twitter had picked it up and had retweeted that that it was out there, and um, and then I had seen on a. Uh, on kind of like the stream of things that somebody had picked it up from her on Twitter and had retweeted it. And his comment to it was not nearly as horrible as I thought it would be. And then <laughs> puts the link up and I thought, well, you know, Hey, that's, that's good. And then he, re- his response was, it's not witch crap, which I liked because mm-hmm. we all know, we all know mm-hmm. there is witch crap out there. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go there, but. This is not it, according to this one guy on Twitter. <laughs> according to one person according on to Twitter. This one guy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there were some things that that um, had come up with that, and and uh, I had a really really fun time writing this piece because it's kind of it's kind of what we do here. We kind of pick at we we pick at things, you and I, and um, it, we well we're going to do that now because. That's the topic for today. All right. Well, then let's go. Ways to make your magic more effective. Um, so right. if you're interested and you, you want a free ebook, go to the website, modernwitchonline.com. Go to the shop section and go to freebies and it's underneath there, free download for you. Um, so yeah, so th- ways to make your magic more effective. I know there, there's a couple of things that we talked, that I talked about in, in the article. Um, one of the things just really being like using present tense, um, you know, it makes your happen. It makes your magic happen now. You know, things like that. Now, Rowan, um, what are things, because I know we're constantly bantering back and forth, you and I, about this kind of stuff. But So what are things that we can be doing as witches that actually would make our magic more effective? You know, things that we, we kind of grace over, we don't think about in the, in the instant. Well, one of the big things that I notice a lot of people kind of do is, you know, and, I, and I've talked about this before on the show, and I kind of harp on it a bit, but the idea of don't talk so much about what you're doing you know, don't, when you talk about, 
you know, oh, I cast this spell and this is what's going to happen or this is what I want to happen. And you're like posting <laughs> again. Let's talk about, you know, living our life on Facebook, you know, and you're posting this stuff all over Facebook and Twitter and, you know, on your blog and and all this kind of stuff. It it pulls energy away from what you're doing. So there's that. But it's also opens you up to having other energy directed towards what you're doing. And, you know, there is a reason why as part of the pillar, you know, the, the, the four pillars, there is the keep silent, you know, there's a reason that people do that. And unfortunately it's become, because in a lot of ways, witchcraft in, in the, you know, sort of public eye sense has become kind of benign that people don't think about these things in that way so much, I don't think. And it's important. It is important to not go sharing things like that all over the place, especially with people that weren't involved in its, initial, you know, creation and inception and what have you. So keeping things to yourself is a big one. And I think, you know, present tense, that's really important too. I think that's an important thing to bring up because if you learn at all about working with affirmations, one of the key things in affirmations is that everything is present tense. It's not future tense. It's not past tense. There's certain words that should never, ever be used like want desire, need. It's all I have. I am. You know, not I will be, not I would like to have, I wish to have. It's all I am, I do, uh, you know, things like that. The I in present tense statements. And and that's important because, you know, I, I sometimes I read spells like, uh, you know, when people, I have people send me a lot of times emails asking me like, oh, can you take a look at the spell on this website and tell me if this is legitimate? <laughs> You know, my first answer is any spell is legitimate, you know, depending on, it depends on you and what you're doing with it. But when I look at the wording of some of these things that I see online and even in some books too, the wording kind of is counterproductive to the energy that you're really looking for. And and you have to really stop and think, especially if you're using a spell that someone else has written, whether I don't care who wrote it and published it in a book. I know I really, it doesn't matter to me if the book is one of the most popular witchcraft books out there. It doesn't matter. You have to stop and really think about the words that that person put together and what is the real energy behind it. Just because a spell might be 200 years old or it might be published in a book by the most popular, you know, pagan Wiccan author at the time, it doesn't mean that you should blindly do whatever you have now just found. You know, give some thought to the words. You know, what do those words really mean and do they truly reflect your intention. So, you know, it's, it's also, it's about being present in what you're doing and being mindful of what you're doing. Those are really important things that I think we just kind of, especially today. And when it comes to a lot of people who are self-taught the craft, you know, there's this idea of just, you know, it's in a book, it's good to go. And, And that's not the case. So, mindfulness and uh oh and my big you were talking you were talking about this on facebook recently cleanliness let's talk about cleanliness not just of the self you know there is that important aspect of clean you know being physically and and energetically clean yourself before you do work but your space think about your space vacuum dust put your crap away (laughs) 
saying, you know, I, just making sure that everything around you is is in alignment with what you're going to do. And that means that if you have, if you're someone who works most of your magic indoors, I'm one of those people that works indoors most of the time. I know most people do. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I know some people just feel like horribly guilty about working magic indoors, but you do what you have to do. Your magic can, you know, go go through time and space. It can go through walls. So don't worry. But but you have to be more mindful when you're working indoors of what's around you. So you need to look around. And if like you've got, you know, if your kids have their toys strewn across the living room and that's where you're planning to do your ritual, you need to stop and clean up before you start doing stuff because those things all become distracting and everything, you know, we talk about how everything's made of energy and everything carries energy. That stuff's energy. The sacred and you want Tonkin it. truck. <laughs> the yeah, sacred Tonkin go. truck. Yes. <laughs> and you want to get that stuff out and just like dust, vacuum, clean up and just make sure everything is neat and tidy. And then, you know, and then you have less in your way, you know, less in your space that you don't need, you know, and, um, and even to that too, an important thing. I'm a cluttery altar person, and I know you are too. I've seen your pictures. Okay, that is not clutter. <laughs> that is beauty. There's a difference. Well, let's. Well, there is. But if you're going to be working a very specific thing, like if it's not an honorary right, working right, you're doing, right, like right. if you're not doing a goddess honoring and you're doing like a spell, clean up your altar and take off the things that are not necessarily Absolutely. attached Absolutely. to what you're doing. I don't care if you're still burning a candle from Samhain last year. If you're doing like a, a love ritual, get that candle off of there and go put it somewhere else until you're done. Right. You know, think about what you've got on your altar and if it is, you know, appropriate for what you're doing now. It doesn't matter if, if you use your altar, which I do this. I use my altar kind of as a general point of energy. Mm-hmm. And so I tend to keep things on there. Like if I'm charging something or if I just want to, you know, have something in that space, I'll put things on there randomly but if i'm going to actually be working magic all of that stuff comes off mm-hmm. you know those things get put away until i'm done and then they'll come back later if i you know feel they they need to right but clear your space out like, you know clearing off your altar is just as important as clearing the toys off the floor you know so those are my big things those are my big things and i and i wrote in the in the article and the ebook that everyone can get once again modernwitchonline.com um i wrote in there about cleanliness and actually using uh, cleaning your tools as part of that Mm -hmm. aspect and um i kind of give some pointers from a from somebody who works in a magical store and is selling these products you know the the these magical tools to people and um some of the things that i've seen and and so i talk about that you know one of the things is um somebody goes pick up a you know a candle because they're convinced that they need to do a, a love spell and so you know they're having a hard time with their boyfriend so they're going to do this love spell so they come into the store and they pick up that red candle and they hold it in their hands while they're walking around looking for the other ingredients of what they're doing and then they realize about you know 30 minutes into the venture that oh no they don't need to do a love spell they need to need to do a reconcile so they need pink and not red okay so then they put the red candle back and they grab the pink candle and then they go and they make their purchase and then person b walks in who is trying to do some stuff because they need fast luck or you know they need um you know some host of other things so they pick up that red candle that that same you know that that other woman just before them was holding on to and was convinced utterly convinced she was going to do a love spell 
you know and so people you know they we take these candles home we take these products home and we don't think that you know it was from a, a space that is all about intention you know a store is all about intention the the intention to sell the intention to take home you know when when you're at a store and you pick something up you're basically claiming it even if you're just kind of walking around you know that store for a little bit you're actually claiming it you're saying this is mine you're putting that into i'm going to take this home with me and then you don't you know we're all guilty of putting stuff back and so you know when that happens you have to realize that that's going to happen a couple of times with especially with magical products because everyone's always you know trying to do something different and always trying to do you know they're rethinking their course of action over and over and over and over and over again so you need to make sure that you're cleansing your magical tools because if i were to grab that red candle and i needed um you know let's say life force let's say i was really ill i'm not going to necessarily burn a green candle i might burn a red candle you know, for life force, you know, the, you know, the, the root chakra. And so I might take that. And then all of a sudden I've got, um, you know, the energies of that chick who had, you know, relationship problems and was convinced she was going to do a spell on her boyfriend, you know, to get him back. Um, that's all over the red candle. And, you know, then there's somebody else who needed, who was having bad luck. That's even worse, you know, (laughs) they're having bad luck and they were holding on to that red candle. And so I, by the time I get it, Lord knows how many little spells were actually already cast all over that candle. Right. You know, so we have to be really careful about it. And people talk about it, and, but it's something that really gets skimmed over, though, like a lot. It really, really gets skimmed over. We have to be really careful about that because it happens, folks, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, especially people, oh, with jewelry, it's it's the best. Oh, people <laughs> in jewelry. Because, you know, oh, it's pretty and sparkly. And everyone loves to put prettily, you know, pretty sparkly things prettily to put pretty sparkly <laughs> things on their body everybody loves it everybody loves it come on now we're all crows in that way Ooh, shiny you know and <laughs> i know I, how many pagans do you know that call them this the, the pretties you know i mean mm-hmm. come on we all know we all know we are these people and so just as much as you're gonna hold and obsess upon something chances are at least 15 other people have before you too so mm-hmm. you have to be careful with that like something that just happened um is that i went to a crystal fair last weekend and I bought this absolutely gorgeous preonite lingam. Okay. Now, I've worked with preonite before, but I hadn't, I can't say that I've ever indulged myself in a deeper knowledge of preonite before. So when I was kind of going through these flats and flats and flats of, you know, stones, I just knew, you know, and you're just kind of moving through stuff because you can feel something's there, but you can't find it yet, you know. So you finally get to this crystal. I pull it up and I go, now that's interesting. It's a lingam and it's a, it's preonite and it's really freaking gorgeous. And, ooh, I think this is supposed to be mine, you know. Now, how many other times did that happen that day? I wonder, right. you know. Right. Um, I just, I, I made sure that I bought it because I actually did say, ooh, you must be mine. And, you know, when I say that kind of stuff, it's <laughs> hell or high water. You know, it happens. So, <laughs> um, so I, I grabbed it and I took it home. But it, it felt so good energetically. It just felt like this beam of just positive energy and clarity. And, of course, that's what it's all about. Um, you know, and, uh, I thought, okay, that's interesting. So I've been, I had held on to it for a couple of days without cleansing it. And part of that was cause I had bought some other stones as well. And, um, I wanted to cleanse those. So I had those in the kind of the tub first of, you know, cleansing stuff that I have. And, um, 
so it's right now it has been cleansed for 24 hours as we speak this pre night lingam but i held on to it for days you know for days i i just kind of walked around with it and was like ooh, it's buzzy and ooh, it feels good no 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 okay wonderful but now is the real test because now it's it's been cleansed so i get mm-hmm. to after the show after we record the show i'm going to go downstairs i'm going to take it out of the you know the cleansing thing and i'm going to see what it feels like because i wonder if in all honesty you know, if, if I was really feeling this wonderful crystal feeling or if it was, you know, kind of influenced from something else or from surrounding crystals or any of those other things. So it's it's an interesting thing. Well, you know, here's something interesting, speaking of crystals, because mm-hmm. um, I've been re sort of re retuning, refining my um, crystal work. You have it. I'm so um, jealous, by the way. <laughs> and let me just say. You know, it's interesting because I, 2007, I think, now I don't remember when it was, but some, a handful of years ago, um, I became certified as a crystal healer mm-hmm. and I haven't really done too, too much, um, work for people outside of my small circle of clients that desire crystals very specifically, and myself. So I don't, there are certain aspects of crystal work that I just have never spent a lot of time on. And part of that has been approaching crystals from more of a scientific perspective, as opposed to just the whole new age, you know, oh, they're pretty, oh, they feel good, they make me happy Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, approach, which is fine, because that has its validity. But one of the things that I found really interesting when you talk about how the stone felt to you when you first found it Mm -hmm. and then going through the cleansing process. Um, One of the things that I've really found, especially after spending some time now learning more from a scientific standpoint of how the stones work, really what, what we experience with the stones is how, you know, their specific oscillatory rate, their vibration Mm -hmm. and how they change our vibration. Right. Right. And right. so some stones change our vibration so dramatically. Those are the ones that we like, oh my, like for me, it's amethyst. Mm-hmm. Like any, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's amethyst or even ametrine, it doesn't matter if it's amethyst based, right. <laughs> you know, it, it, it has a very high, high effect on my own personal oscillatory rate. Like it, you know, like other stones do for other people. But it's interesting because I don't feel now, especially now working with the stones that I have, as I have been recently, I do not believe so much anymore in this idea of crystals holding on to negative energy because. Oh, no. And I'm not even saying that the crystals hold on to negative energy. Right, right. It's, I don't, I don't feel in my experience now at, at this point, I don't feel that the energy of the crystal changes. Mm -hmm. It's our perception of how the crystals react with us. The stones, the, the, the oscillatory rate of the stone isn't going to change. It it can be, it it can be thrown off. It can be thrown off and then you can retune them, but it's not going to pick up and hold because a lot of people talk about, Oh, my stones have negative energy in them. They feel heavy or what, you know, whatever. Uh It's not that it's holding necessarily holding negative energy, the oscillatory rate may have been knocked off. The interesting thing is that the oscillatory rate in stones, which I had kind of, this kind of made sense to me before I really like, really dove into it, but they don't ever hit an entropy point. 
So uh-huh. they need to have themselves, they may need to be retuned. Uh-huh. And one of the interesting things that you can do, like a, like most people do, the whole the salt water bath and all right, that kind of stuff. Right. But of course, there are certain stones, if it is a five or less on the hardness scale, you shouldn't do the salt bath because Correct. you're probably going to end up with a mess. Right. <laughs> you're not gonna, you won't have crystals anymore. You're going to have a mess. Um, right. And so one of the things um, that you can do is actually, because you're just, you want to reset the, the vibration of the stone, one of the things you can actually do is use tuning forks. Yes, absolutely. Or, or, or singing bowls uh-huh. to do it. So now I've been using a singing bowl to retune all of my crystals. <laughs> and I have to tell you, this is now my favorite thing in the world because mm-hmm. it works so well. It's so much better. And it takes two seconds mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, burying stones for three days or letting them sit, you know, mm-hmm. letting them sit out in sunlight or, or moonlight is fine. Absolutely. And that does what it does too. But it's, you know, if you just want to give them a, a quick reset so that they're ready to go, right. it takes two seconds Absolutely. to use yep. a tuning fork yep. or a crystal bowl. Now. Um, okay. So this is trippy for me because, um, one of the things that I, because I have a, I have a crystal right key class coming up this weekend, um, at the store, and that'll get turned into an e course and it'll be online. But um, <laughs> one of the, unmodernwitchonline.com, unmodernwitchonline.com. <laughs> um, but one of the things that's come up this week because I had a client come in who usually ends up, um, and I put that I can see you know, um, but it, usually there's 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 a lot of heaviness that's kind of going on, so. I have always had this this kind of theory as an energy worker, and the way and I, I tend to be I don't want to say invasive when I work with energy, but I'm definitely aggressive when I when it comes to certain things because we as people have issues letting go of stuff, and mm-hmm. so sometimes that acts as you know you kind of your own personal you know kind of military you know keeping things out keeping uh, energies from being able to get out to help flush things out of your energy body and so anyway um so i had this client come in and i you know of course i work with tuning forks i love tuning forks i've I, music and sound is such a big part of my craft that to not do that stuff would be weird i have to tell you but so <laughs> i love tuning forks but i had never really worked with them to clear crystals before and I'm in this session and I, and I, and so she'd come in and we have kind of this, she comes in every, every couple of weeks to do energy work. And we, we do a little bit of a, you know, kind of a session and then go, she goes off on her way. And uh, so she came in for this one and I said, well, go ahead and get up on the table. And I um, ended up bringing in a singing bowl, my tuning forks. And I had some, some of my crystals that I use specifically for the healing work, just because I like the way they feel when I'm doing that kind of stuff. And, um, so get in there and yeah, one of the crystals had felt really kind of awkward. Um, energetically, it felt like it was one of those special blend crystals. So it was actually a type of, um, of uh, serpentine that's just mm-hmm. purple and green. So it was just super pretty. So I love that kind of stuff. So I had taken that and it felt weird. It felt like part of one of those vibrations wasn't there. So I know it just felt weird. And so I was like, okay, so I, um, had noticed this happening after I had been using it to, to on, on my client. So I ended up putting it on her third eye and it's kind of just sending energy into it. And I grabbed the tuning forks. And one of the things that I've been working on and get back to my theory um, is this idea that we ourselves can be disharmonious because we've all seen mm-hmm. it happen. You know, we know from mm-hmm. a, from an energetic point, it absolutely happens. But my theory is if the idea that we could, force ourselves to become harmonious through energy work 
Okay, so think of it as a an, a new way or a different way of approaching cleansing work. Okay, so kind of mm-hmm. think of it like that. So mm-hmm. in this case, you know, here's this client. She's on the table. So I said, well, let's try this out. So I grabbed the tuning forks and I went through to where um, like some of the meridian points were and, and just kind of the, the, the basic kind of energy flow that goes straight through the center of our bodies. And I just kind of went there and I took these tuning forks and, you know, ping them go through. And I can actually hear where, especially if you're using, um, you know, two different notes that are going to be harmonious together. Um, when you hit those two different forks and you run over the, the energy line that goes straight to the center of the body, you can hear where the sound waves start to get completely horrible. Like they start clashing mm-hmm. and getting warbly. And so it's going, kind of going through, and it happened at the same point in the body a couple of times. I think I'd gone through it twice before I realized, oh, that's an interesting thing. And so I started paying attention to that and, you know, just kind of going through. And then I went through and I energetically, um, so, you know, took those tuning forks, rang them and sent energy through, you know, that, that point in her body and kind of energetically sending the idea of now we are going to be harmonious, went back through a third time. And um, she was, it was fine. There wasn't that weird do you know what I mean? Like that dissonance that gets created, you know, through the sound waves. Mm-hmm. It was fascinating to me. And so then I had taken the stone off and kind of had walked away and I was just kind of pondering, oh, this is a really interesting energy thing. Now I have to go mess with all this. And um, I had taken that crystal back, of course, that I had placed on her third eye, uh, you know, and um, that had been weird after I had placed it on her third eye. <laughs> and by just having the tuning fork there um, and working with a couple of different of the notes, it had totally became this perfectly fine stone again. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, was an accident. I mean, it, but then, but then yeah. to hear you saying all this, I, I'm like, yeah. Ha-ha. I mean, because if you stop and you think about the fact that the stone, the stone is going to, you know, it, when it's coming into contact with the body or it's coming into contact with your energy field and it is at its, you know, original, you know, vibration. Mm-hmm. It's at its original oscillatory rate. And then it comes into contact with your disharmonious vibration. It's entrainment is what, with the two energy fields is what's happening right. that causes one to affect the other. Well, if the stone's affecting you, you are also going to affect the stone, which is why the stones mm-hmm. change, why their vibration seems to change. And they need to be reset before you use it again on someone else that or is. even for another session, yes. even if it's – even if you're using like the same crystal – on like for example if you use a crystal uh like an amethyst on your third eye when you mm-hmm, meditate well mm-hmm. every time you meditate it's going to change a little because your energy field might be different one day than it was the the, the day before when you used it so you're going to want to do something to retune your stone so that it's at its best rate it's at its best state before you use it and you aren't going to want to or be able to necessarily stop and do a three-day cleanse or a seven-day cleanse on a stone every time you want to use it, especially if it's something that you use all the time, like for meditation or healing. Mm. So having something like a small singing bowl or tuning forks to, or even, you can even just use, you know, or a drum or that any kind of sound. Rowan. Oh my, no, any kind of totally sound. Fast. And that totally supports the whole <laughs> feedback theory with crystals too. Right. Exactly. Wow. So it's all, you know, it's not, it's funny because when you look at, you know, so many people approach crystals from this new age perspective without realizing mm-hmm. that we use crystals for, you know, energy, mm-hmm. like for generating energy and for power and for various, you know, everyday uses, you know, it's in, 
our electronics oh, oh. and all this stuff. There's oh. a reason. <laughs> all this <laughs> you know, stuff a... is clicking in my brain. You have no idea what's happening so, to me right now. It's you like know, so it's <laughs> so it's just funny to me when when people are like, oh, crystals. It's just so. Yeah goofy and new age no really it's, no, not. No, it's not it really no, isn't no. No, and also yeah, when you yeah. consider the fact consider the fact as well like when you're talking about your your client and the energy work and using the tuning forks consider the fact as well that we are crystalline beings right and that, that we are made of crystalline material mm-hmm. well it's going to operate in the same function as a crystal mm-hmm. and another thing just a crystal tip <laughs> When we're talking about it in this kind of way, when we're talking about energy fields with our stones, a lot of people, the first and when they talk about working with crystals, they automatically think of using little tumbled stones because you can find them anywhere. They're mm-hmm, really cheap mm-hmm. and they're easy to get. Yeah. Keep in mind that if you're using stones directly on the body, that's fine because you're they're going right on the body. But if you're looking to use stones in a space, like if you're going to do a crystal uh-huh. grid or you're going to just you want them in your space to affect a room size does matter size because does matter, folks. <laughs> size does matter ladies because the and size of the stone the size of the stone affects the size of the energy field it carries which is going to affect how far it Absolutely. directly impacts so when you're talking like one of the things i get this question all the time I, it's just so funny at least once a week somebody will ask me how can i use crystals for cleansing or protection around my home mm-hmm. The best thing to do and one of the one of the really the greatest ways to work with crystals in your home is to use as large as you can find. If you can find them like you got to grip it with both hands, mm-hmm. that's even better. But pieces of black tourmaline. Tur- yeah, absolutely. And put them in the bury them or place them however you you know whatever's the best way for you to do it. Burying is better. But at the four corners of your home. Mm-hmm. After now, after first of all, they've been, you need to want to tune them, retune them properly, and then you can say a prayer on them. You can do whatever you want, but you know you don't have to because it's going to do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, after of course having done a full cleansing of your house in whatever way you feel is appropriate, and then you place those for protection, bury them at the corners, the four corners of your home or apartment building, whatever, because you know. People get a little weirded out if they live in apartment buildings, like, oh, I probably shouldn't do this because I don't want to, you know, affect anyone else. You're asking for protection. You're right. not asking, like, you know, Ugh. for, you know, everyone in the apartment to get knocked too. up. You, you know, know? It really grinds my gears. <laughs> like, Peter. <laughs> uh, it's, it's those people. It's the, it's the, I don't want to do magic because it'll affect other Of course it's going to affect other people. <laughs> well, That's think about the it point. too. If you want to do something for to protect your apartment, I'm pretty sure no one's going to say, no, I don't want any extra Right, I don't want any protection. protection. No, no I would it. rather... Hold the protection, please. Yeah, no, hold the protection. I don't mind if my apartment gets broken into or burns down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think of... Use a little logic. It's not going to hurt anybody to do that kind of work, you know? So you oh, is there protection the on that and... spell? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no. Ugh. Ugh, those Ugh. those people. I I when I when I had first moved here, the um the guys you know of course have this this witchcraft book collection, and of course I had my witchcraft book selection that I ended up plugging all the way out here, which was crazy. But um you know so we got we got these libraries and the libraries meshed, and I was going through, and of course they had actually had some dianic material from mm-hmm. like the eighties and the nineties um, that you know was 
secretly published somewhere or whatever, you know. So I get the copy of this book and I'm going, I'm like, oh, this is really pretty. And you know, like, I'm really into this. And of course it's dianic. And so why wouldn't I be? And I'm totally having this wonderful, harmonious kind of moment with this book in the first two pages. And then I get to the page number three. And in the whole thing, it's she starts talking about how you seal your spells and how you finish your spells off and how you there's this whole thing that you do where if it is if it is in the best interest of all involved and if the universe so sees fit and if all blah, 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 blah are harmonious with blah, 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 blah. And I'm like. No, 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 no. It's Simone B. Like, that's how you finish that. It isn't this whole thing. And, it, and then I thought to myself, what's the point of being a witch? Like, I mean, like, what's the point of being – and I totally get free will and not wanting to, you know, blah, 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 blah. But at the same point in time, and this is just my humble opinion at this at this kind of point, I think that if you are an energetically aware person, and granted not everyone is, and I think that there are some good kind of generic rules that people should abide by until they get, you know, their own kind of energy sussed out. You know, like I always tell my students, cast a circle if you're going to do stuff at first. You know, like if that's a big important thing to you, you're worried about it, go cast a circle. But you don't have to cast a circle, you know. But mm-hmm. – um, it's the it's the people who are are just so afraid that the trigger is going to go off on their magic like they're so afraid like it's a gun and yeah magic can be a gun but for magic to be a gun you have to be a really really good shot folks Mm. i mean it's the truth i mean some stuff can happen spontaneously stuff happens subconsciously i told i've been there i've seen it i've done it you know i've had it done to me i get it but for you know the crazy stuff that people report you know, to have happening. You've really got to be like Maleficent to make happen. I mean, it doesn't just, you don't <laughs> stumble into that, you know, the, the, this crazy stuff people can go. And of course, you know, you hear it all. I hear it all. At this point, I am convinced that people need to understand that they're overcomplicating at all. Like, mm-hmm. I've really gotten to that point because I realized I'm like, well, I don't, you know, my whole thing with people who are, you know, teaching the craft and are working in the craft, make it your own, do your own thing. Don't regurgitate what you were taught because then you're not a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're not, you've never lived it, you never learned it. So you have to, things have to change with you. That's the point, you know? So these people who just kind of accept these, these really strange, like, crazy you know 1980 kind of standards of witchcraft and try to apply them to the the mainstream in the modern day everything's different now you know we have to be different we have to function differently you know that's why we have a podcast before you know we wouldn't have had a podcast podcasts really weren't the thing back then you know Mm -hmm. and so now here we are we've got a different set of circumstances a different set of rules people want a different level of interaction you know with the magazine that's the one thing that we've really tried to do is make sure it's it's interactive like even if you're buying a magazine it's interactive you know we've got qr codes that take you to all kinds of places on the internet we got all this people wanted something different you know what I mean? So then when you when you go to be different because people want something different, oh, oh, heaven forbid, <laughs> heaven forbid that you are different. Do you know what I mean? And that's the mm-hmm. thing. We, we come up with it. And that's – isn't that like the biggest bitch about paganism, witchcraft, that way everyone's always bitching about? I'm just different. And people need to realize I'm different. And da 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 But heaven forbid you're different in a world mm-hmm. of different people. Oh, that's just that's the case in any subculture. I know, but you I, know? it, it I irritates mean, me when witches do it. Well, I know, but it's just I remember the same thing 
you know, back when I was in my late teens and early 20s when I was really heavily involved in the goth scene. Like, God forbid, I wasn't walking around with a scowl on my face. You know, it's like, oh, no, she's wearing black, but she's smiling. You know, like, you know, she's like, hanger, you know, (laughs) which, you know, so it's just like, you know, it's like that everywhere. Mm -hmm. But when it happens in the pagan community, oh, God, it just it, it makes me nuts. It really does, because. You know, we are all, we all have enough of our own issues. Like, you know, the, the outside the pagan community right. already wants to do enough to shut us up and make us go away. Right. The last thing that we need is to be constantly having infighting because, you know, oh, well, this group of pagans doesn't like this group of pagans because, you know, they're all right. white, light and happy and, you know, rainbows. Well, you know, these ones over here only, We all come you know, from the goddess, man. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I had to. I had to. I had to. But you I mean, know, that's so, the thing. You've got the you've got the the light workers who hate you know who don't, well they disguise their hatred and judgment. Um, you know who are all judgy about the the witches. You've got then you've you know the the quote unquote other witches. You know because they're 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 not evil witches, of course. You know they would never <laughs> cast a spell on you unless you asked them to, and they would never. Da, 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 da. It's it's fine if that's what you need. Go do that. That's that's great. You know, and then you've got like the the if you look at me the wrong way, I will curse you, witches, and mm-hmm. they totally exist. And uh, <laughs> I know several of them. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then you've got the if no one is looking at me, I'm gonna make a big old scene, witches. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know who those are. And mm-hmm. we've got um, the we've got the witches who feel it is their place to inform everyone else that they are doing it wrong. Witches, um, uh, there should be a flowchart. I am going to make a flowchart. <laughs> We're gonna have a, that'll be the next free download. That'll be the next free download. It'll be a giant <laughs> how poster. To, how to identify your what uh, type of witch are you? Your types of witches in the pagan yes. community. It's it's just it's sad that we would even need that flowchart. But. I know. And you know, you know I and I, I I feel like I was I was totally gypped in this situation. And yes, I said gypped. I'm a gypsy. <laughs> I can say it. Um, but I I feel kind of gypped because I was promised like lightning bolts, and I was promised levitation. And oh my god! You know all kinds, and I didn't get any of that. <laughs> so funny you mentioned that because speaking of crazy oh weird emails, did you get an email? I got <laughs> I got an email. From someone not not asking that question specifically, but asking very kindly, you know, asking like, what are the limitations of witchcraft? What can and and I knew right away, like the first thing that came to my mind is the crazy things that people think mm-hmm. witches do because we've seen them in Harry Potter and every you know movie mm-hmm. out there. Things like shooting fire from your fingertips. Like, okay, I can't actually shoot fire from my fingertips but you better believe i can give you a good little zap from my fingertips it's the same idea but it's just not the same you know it's not the way that you think of it because of how you've seen it and so limitations it's interesting because like the idea of like well what can you and can't you do like you know you know like the idea of how you should seal your spells and how to end off what you do you know everything it's again it's all intention it's all how you work with the energy and the limitations, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to magic, are the limits you place on your magic. So maybe it is, maybe the reason I don't shoot fire from my fingers is because I put the limit <laughs> there right. and said I will not shoot actual flames from my hands. But, you know, it, it, there are certain things that, you know, maybe like, you know, you're not 
<laughs> despite what people would like me to tell them, no, I cannot do anything to get you to turn into a wolf. But you can learn shape-shifting, and you can certainly learn how to take on that energy. Yeah. Shh. Yeah. <laughs> well, that brings you know. us up to, yes, yes. All right. So <laughs> that reminds me. Um, so we're going to take a break. <laughs> and we're going to come back with some seriousness and um, some business. And um, yeah, so you are listening to the Modern Witch Podcast here on the Pagan Radio Network. And when we come back, we're going to be sorry. And we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye. 
tracks outside of time Guardian lord of ancient rhyme Brother stack in the musky glen Gold sword of the goddess in a woodland den We call you folk as we make our way Walking in your power every day Guide us through in our hunt this night Maybe even later in the great ride He will call you out Make you sweat Give you a blessing that you'll never forget So revel in the chase and let your heartbeat run Blessed are the children of the horned one Sound of a hunting horn. If you dance and bring in the gathering storm, so revel in the chase and let your heart beat run. Let your best be ready, little one. Your best be ready when the Blessing that you'll never forget. So revel in the chase and let your heart beat run. Blessed are the children of the horned one. Blessed are the children of the horned one. Blessed are the children of the horned one.
back to the Modern Witch Podcast, today's pagan pop culture for the Modern Witch. I'm your host, Devin Hunter, and uh, we've got our lovely co-host, Rowan Pendragon, and you're over there in Salem. I'm in San Francisco. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we're on two different sides of the country, and we're having a conversation at the same time other people are listening to it. Do you know what that is? Magic. The modern, the magic, magic. the magic of modern technology. Modern technology. He's, yeah. he's, he's magical. He's magical. Um, well, you know, if, if we could, you know, go back in time and, um, you know, visit our Aztec friends, I'm sure they would think that we were magical. Just mm, saying. That yes. just, I'm just the yes. voice of reason, Rowan. <laughs> oh, Lord. When that we're happens, I think we all need to yeah, jump ship. Yeah. Um, jump okay. Ship. So some, some, some businessy kind of things for everyone, just so everyone is on the uppity up. Um, we are going to be gone for two weeks. We are taking a a, vac- a, a, a vacation. Uh, we're vacating. We're vacating Pagan Radio for two. We actually won't be. They'll be. Um, our twins will be doing the show, but they'll sound just like us, but <laughs> older, different versions of us, possibly. I don't know what we're gonna do, but anyway, we're we're gonna be gone for two weeks. So no, so no more new shows for two weeks. Um, so we can do other things that we've got to do, and actually take some time off, which is a lovely thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's definitely that. Uh, the new Modern Witch Online has everything that you need, seriously. Um, so go check it out. We've even got horoscopes, and we've actually got some really freaking good horoscopes. Have you read your horoscope yet, Rowan? I have not. I'm really impressed. I'm yet. actually really impressed. I mean, he points some well, theories. I, Paul's fantastic. Paul is really so. amazing. Um, so, so, yeah. So he's he's awesome and, and did our horoscopes for us. So we've got um, – May's horoscopes are up right now. Uh, of course, it is Beltane, and usually we would do some sort of themey show, but we've done those before, so we're not going to do a theme show this year, <laughs> um, and that's okay because Beltane is well Beltane, and everyone knows how to celebrate Beltane. So if you are in the mood to listen to some really interesting music that isn't necessarily pagan, um, but you definitely want to dance to, you should check out Rowan's Dance Mix. <laughs> yes, Rowan's not safe for work. Dance not safe. Mix. Yeah, it is definitely not safe for work. It's it's so not safe it could be a Tumblr site. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of yeah, you know I'm... what I'm talking about. Some of you, uh, the internet yeah. is really really great. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the internet is a scary the place. The internet is for the porn. Internet is for porn. Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I have we we Devin, I should say, had gotten the idea. A while ago, we had actually tried doing this before and then just kind of fell off doing it. But we've started to do um, mixes on 8tracks.com. And so I actually have three out now. Um, but my my dance mix that I did the other night, really, I did it because I wanted to have all of the songs in one place to listen to. <laughs> right. But also because on my website, which will be relaunching on May 1st, I'm going to be doing things like little things like that. And so I'd wanted to have something up there, you know, for when the, the site launches again. And um, so I had done that. And so, yeah, there's a couple. It's all dance music. It's, you know, house and techno and whatever. But it is not safe for work because, of course, I had to put one of my favorite songs <laughs> on there, which is uh, Shots by uh, LMFAO. Right. So. And it's not the clean version. So that I is was on like there. Rowan, and, you're uh, setting the female rights movement back 20 <laughs> years by this song. I love that song. And I'll tell you why. I love that song because Lil John is in that song. And Who? I am a big fan. <laughs> He's the one who is screaming. Oh. 
throughout oh. the song. So, so, <laughs> Listen to the playlist every week. There's all someone he, screaming. Because yeah. <laughs> that's all he does. But I am a big fan of Celebrity Apprentice, and I watch it every year. And he was on, I think it was last year, he was on, and he was one of the contestants. And now I knew who he was because I'm familiar with, with uh, you know, the whole – because I, I listen, I don't listen to a lot of rap music, but the stuff I do listen to is usually like, you know, it's more like, I like the Southern, you know, rap, the crunk. <laughs> I do, I do like that, that stuff. So I knew who he was and all of that. But let me tell you, I became like totally won over by him. He is like the nicest, sweetest guy. I was completely just like, wow, not what I was expecting, you know, with the guy with the big gold teeth and the sunglasses all the time. And and also Dave Chappelle does an absolutely fantastically hilarious uh, impression of Lil John. That's just hysterical. But yeah, my playlist is not work safe. So keep that in mind. <laughs> Devin has a little playlist going, which is more work safe it's than It's much mine. more work safe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so you totally go and check that out and check out the forum and, um, check out that free ebook, the 10 things you can do now to make your magic more effective. Um, yeah. And so, and do check that out over the next couple of weeks, because of course we want, we're not going to have the show airing, but, um, we will be, I know we'll be putting stuff up there. At least I know I will be putting stuff up there and I'm, I know you will be yeah. too. So yeah. Um, so check that out. And in the meantime, I really hope everyone has a fantastic Beltane that you get very, very drunk and you do something very, very silly unless you're in recovery. In which case, I hope you have a <laughs> wonderful and safe, great right. You know, I mean, you know, well, not even safe. It doesn't have to be a safe, great right. It just has to be, you know, reciprocal. That's that's the big Speaking thing. Speaking of setting a movement back. <laughs> I know. Oh, foot in my mouth. That's what I do. Um, but anyway, no. So, but definitely, um, yes. Have a wonderful bell time because it's it's Rowan. Shut up. Um, I, I just hear you laughing and everything. Quit making fun of me. No. Um, get drunk and get, get drunk laid. and get That's laid. All he's That's basically to say. what I'm trying to say. I'm just when everyone. To, I was trying to be politically correct, but there really is no way to do. Remember, do not take the. Uh, never mind. I'm, I'm going to go there. I love everyone. Um, I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful two weeks where we are off on our little bit of a spring break. And, um, of course, keep tuning in to Pagan Radio Network. And, by the way, real quick, um, we weren't asked to do this, but I'm going to do it because I love, love, love the Pagan Radio Network. And they are listener supported. So if you are so inclined and you've got a few extra dollars, everything helps. Um, check out on the Pagan Radio Network website, PRN or PaganRadio.net. Um, and, and donate because it just every little bit helps. And he seriously does a lot of stuff. And having mm-hmm. a radio station online is not cheap. So, um, Totally, I'm pimping out PRN and donations. So go donate to PRN, which is the Pagan Radio Network, um, because they need your support. You listen to it. We listen to it. We're there. You be there. And um, let's keep a really awesome pagan uh, organization working effectively. Like that's that's my big thing. So because it's so influential. Everyone loves pagan radio. Absolutely. Yeah, so donate, donate, donate. Um, but yeah, and in, in the meantime, get drunk and get laid. 
And that's yeah. what it's all about here on the Modern Witch Podcast. Now, <laughs> um, have a wonderful week or two weeks, and uh, we'll see you on the flip side. And uh, we might have cookies, possibly.